Imagine a podcast hosted by two guys whose genius simply couldn't be contained within the cages of their minds. Two intellectual heavy hogs, one podcast, no rules, two hosts. They're the heavy hogs. Welcome to Experts International. Should all acquaintance be forgot? Forever hold your tongue. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's to the Lord, everybody. Yes, to you and yours, from us and ours. We just wanted to take uh, 10 minutes to say, Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> this is going to be a big one. I never thought one. we'd get to this time. This time so fast, but I woke up one day, one morning, and I said, honey, it's here. Uh, (laughs) Don't forget to mark your calendars because we flipped over another page in a little book I like to call life. I got here faster than I ever thought I could. (laughs) And I, it, it, it snuck up on us. And all I can say is, uh, 2022, you were a dumpster fire. So good riddance. Oh, he's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> he's right behind you, and he looks mad. Oh, crap. I wouldn't want to be you right now. I wouldn't want to be me right now. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see what you see when you turn and look behind your face. I love that. Um, yes, Merry Happy New Year from us to yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it's been a little while. We stepped away with our respective families for the holidays. Yeah, after a lot of the, like after the allegations and everything mm-hmm. came out about the pod, mm-hmm. um, we just decided to take a moment and step back, reassess, um, reassess, Re-evaluate. and like it was really, really healthy for mm-hmm. me because I think. We, I think I'll just speak for myself because I don't want to speak for you anymore. Okay. Yeah. That's part of it. Yes. yes, It's like, because we, I, and I'm just going to talk for myself right now because I got so wrapped up in the glitz and the glamour Mm. and the fame. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I sort of forgot who I was and the person I became is not the per I'm not carrying him with me anymore. Mm. I left him. 11.59 11.59 p.m., December 31st, yeah. 2022. Mm. I left him on the sidewalk yeah. in front of my house. You did. You kept him right until <laughs> the last minute, though. And, I, and you know, he, he's 12 feet. Yeah, he's still he's 12 feet it's under. Still the, he, but I left him there, and I said, no. Like, mm. this, I'm turning over a new leaf. Yeah. And I'm writing my new story, but we had to take that time because, like, mm. um, because some of the some of the some of what you all said to us, and like the yeah. you know, like that, like really hit home. I mean, in a way, the allegations were a blessing. Yeah, I think they were a blessing, and yeah. like, I'm not sorry, you know. Yeah, for what I not. for what I for what we did. Yeah, like, no. and I'm not speak like not speaking for uh, for like I'm not going to speak for us anymore. Okay, yeah, like for what I did. Okay, right? Yeah, <clears throat> and we all we're not going to get into the specifics. Um, but yeah, I had a pretty good holiday season two. Um, 
Can did you see what happened online? I did. Yeah, it was really interesting. <laughs> it was so interesting. I scrolled and I looked, and it was all over the place. It was crazy. It spread like wildfire. And once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. Once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. For it's um. He's five okay. words that I could not get out of my mind. Andrew Tate ratioed by Greta Gerwig. I think that is not only is that what happened, <laughs> but you did that's the right amount of words too. Greta Thunberg. <laughs> uh Greta Gerwig is my favorite director. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that uh, let's just say it. she broke the internet. She broke the internet. Like the servers, I like I was like like I have a couple of friends who are like in like who work at Tesla and stuff mm. and like they did have some servers go out, totally bonked out. Yeah. Yeah, melted and there were fi- server fires. Oh. And gosh. that's actually like people that's actually like a lot of like the you know, like that's what's causing a lot of the fires. Like you're not sure. you're not really seeing that in like totally. mainstream media cuz they're about, yeah, but like a lot of it is just server fires and like. Well, it's we just, know we know that Elon has been running around putting out fires around around Twitter since mm-hmm. he took over. What they don't really extrapolate on is that they're literal they're actual little, uh-huh. f- flames. Yeah, and on all their servers. Yeah, and he's and he's in a little firefighter suit mm-hmm. with a little um with a little super soaker. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cool. He, he looks good doing it. He does, yeah. Um, but yeah, Greta Thunberg, um, mm-hmm. what do we, what are, what, she's sort of like a modern day Princess Diana type. You know, if Greta, we should see if we can get Greta Gerwig to, to direct, p- oh. to direct oh. this, the feature oh, film of, of this, this moment. <laughs> yeah, that'd be can awesome. You, could you imagine? Yes, it would be so quirky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a strong female lead. Uh-huh. That's um, right. No, yeah. Uh, Greta Greta Thunberg, our modern-day Princess Di, mm-hmm. um, but a little bit maybe sassier and a little bit quicker on that Yeah, Twitter. like brought into the 21st century. Yes, you know? totally, totally. Yeah. It's not the old, no, dusty, tired dusty, Princess yeah, Diana yeah, from it's the an, early It's for 90s. a new... A, it's for the t- for t- the Princess Di... If, if you know it had, if there was TikTok, yes, okay, that's a great way to describe her. the TikTokification I, of Princess Diana, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the latest Vox uh, deep dive, the tick- <laughs> TikTokification of Princess Diana appropriation. Um, I think that I think though honestly that that is sort of like I would say that gives like a pretty kind of holistic picture of every. Thing kind of going on with Greta Thunberg. Yeah, and I would say, and also our response to it, I say what you would, I would say what you just said mm-hmm. gives a pretty holistic picture of also mm-hmm. our response to it and, and sort of encapsulates mm-hmm. that episode. Mm-hmm. But if someone did want to go above and beyond and learn more, yeah. how would you describe the situation? I would say that she's like a teenage uh, climate activist who got really popular, gosh, probably honestly like a long time ago now, but for like... Did you watch her Hulu, her Hulu documentary? No. Mm. Good? I liked it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it. I think what it does is there's a, there's like a deep current of sadness 
about the way things are. Yeah. That's just running throughout. Throughout. And sometimes, you know, I don't I don't really have any deep thoughts about her, but sometimes you just you just you just see someone who's like Ah, yeah. you're like, oh, damn it. That's yeah. sort of how I feel actually inside. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And she's dedicated her life to mm-hmm. activism. Fighting crime. Awareness. Yep. Uh, vigilante. Yes. The climate. Yes. Um, you could say that maybe she killed her Joker recently. <laughs> um, uh, and by Joker, we mean... Mr. Worldwide himself, Andrew Tate. Okay, so I did not know who he was, and I had not heard of him. But good after sign. Talking, Green flag. After talking, <laughs> a lot of people. After talking to people, a lot of people did know who he was. Did you? Were you aware of Andrew Tate before the incident? I was aware of Andrew Tate because of a podcast that I watch occasionally that um, has a segment called Cool Guys, and they react to, like, online clips of horrible men. Yeah. Uh, And there were old videos of him. Well, first of all, he's, like, he's independently rich from his previously, uh, like, successful UFC fighting career. Mm -hmm. So that's initially how people knew who he was ever. But then he pivoted into... Being, I guess, like a professional online misogynist (laughs) um, and doing rants and videos about, like, if you were a woman uh, and the man does not pay for your meal, then that means he doesn't want to mate with you or just like weird stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so I first. Pretty good, pretty good impression. It's hard because he, he, it seems like he's trying to talk with like a fake British accent Uh almost when he talks. Um, but yeah, I just kind of, at that point, I didn't like, I wasn't necessarily like following him consistently or anything like that. I mm-hmm. just knew he was really popular amongst like. And when, did, when would you say that you like fully bought in? Well, when I subscribed to, uh, when I started pr- like purchasing my monthly membership to uh-huh. his, uh, what does he call it? Uh, wait, maybe we can edit this pause out of it. Buff Nuts Supplement Club. <laughs> Buffnut Supplement Club uh, is something that I want to personally kind of advocate for later in the episode. <laughs> um, but for right now, I think it's called like... Uh, no, no, no. Damn it, I should have looked this up. Oh, yeah. Hustlers University 2.0. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't too far off. Yeah. No, you're pretty close. Uh, it, it, by the way, has 200,000 subscribers. I'm one of those. <laughs> um, one of the first 200,000 in. Yeah, I was, I was number one <laughs> on the trigger. Um, no, but yeah, now, and then he just like makes videos and talks and says a bunch of stuff. I think he's had a couple like stupid debates with like cringe left wing, mm-hmm. like Twitch people like Vosh and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Hassan Piker and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I only basically know him of him from other people I engage with their content talking about and reacting Mm -hmm. to him. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really don't, I think he kind of gained popularity too amongst kind of like the red pill crowd. Um, 
after he got like banned from all major social medias. Do you think it's all, do you think all of this stuff is all entertainment? Not only like right wing people, but also left wing people. Yeah, I do. But I don't necessarily know if that like disqualifies it in my opinion, all Mm -hmm. of it, because I think that, uh, kind of like just people only a big percentage of people only engage with something if they find it to be entertaining. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's a little bit of like, we're going to need content that you might not call entertaining, like why theory podcast or something like that. Mm -hmm. Experts international or experts international (laughs) podcast. Uh, But you're, but that's like one whole kind of, atmosphere and demographic and i do think that it's good to have something adjacent to like leftist ideas in popularly consumed media as well Mm -hmm. and same with right-wing ideas yeah (laughs) for sure um yeah i think if anything they need to work on some non-entertaining content (laughs) for yeah for the the maybe something a little more dry and intellectually rigorous yeah the problem is that it is too entertaining and yeah yeah. for sure i don't know if there is a little i don't know if a why theory for the right can exist yeah um but yeah that that's kind of all i knew about him um and then when the gerwig event Mm-hmm. took place mm-hmm. i was kind of like oh weird andrew tate's trending whatever uh-huh. and then i saw his initial tweet i don't know how it actually like really started all yeah. the first tweet in the thread that i saw was him saying hey greta thunberg i have 33 yeah. luxury vehicles blah blah blah, blah. from what i gasoline. know that's what like from he, what just I woke, start, he, he just, just called like, her out yeah okay but i could but i don't i, I know the same thing as you but yeah yeah that so good on him yeah Show some balls. Uh-huh. Um, manly. R- really manly. Uh-huh. A, a, a immediate position of alpha dominance. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and then Greta Gerwig replied mm-hmm. and said... Gerwig's all... She's like <laughs> in the mix here. Yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> he really was, I think, focusing on her as a director because mm-hmm. of her work, you know, in uh-huh. like, you know, making Little like women. feminist movies and uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. Um. He was Andrew Tate was pissed because he actually auditioned to be the love interest in Lady Bird mm-hmm. and got turned down. Well, he wanted it to be man. He was trying to yeah, man. He was Bird. trying to pitch Man Bird. Yeah, which didn't go over well because that was I think maybe only like two years after Birdman <laughs> was out, and so people weren't really like, we can't just do a movie called Man Bird. Yeah, quite yet. and 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 uh, to, that was actually the whole impetus. He's like, he's like, what the fuck, Birdman? What yeah. the fucking thing should be man bird? <laughs> yeah. His initial misogyny wasn't really even against women. It was around the man the bird, bird divide. <laughs> yeah. That was sort of his initial advocacy fucking for <laughs> birds coming before the men. Yeah. Men was... should be before birds. Yeah, exactly. That was his Joker moment. <laughs> um, I know that just the person that could get to direct this. <laughs> Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. <laughs> She'll see my she'll see my vision. Yeah, absolutely. And then she turned him down. Hence this whole feud. Yeah. Uh, but she was like, "Cool, maybe you can send me all the information at small dick energy at loser whatever dot com or whatever." Yeah. Um, which you know 
funny. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Tweet. I don't really love like the memification of public figures where like they do something like a, a like a crazy clapback tweet and then we're like they should be in office forever. Yeah. Um but just objectively yeah, I it was like, a good burn. Like, I don't like cussing too, and like pe- when she says like the d, like the d word and stuff. Yeah, totally. It's like, rude. Because, yeah, it is like rude. Well, it's not that it's rude. It's like be creative with your insults. You know, yeah. Like you could say that in like a more Christian way. That's like why Pete Holmes is my favorite comedian. Absolutely. Yeah, because he's clean. That's why Seinfeld is my favorite comedian. Yeah, because he's clean. Yeah, he he doesn't need that kind of that kind of nasty trash to like be funny. You yeah, know, you can exactly. be funny and love Christ. So true, and as we all know. Jerry Seinfeld, devout evangelical Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what was I think what's funny is just like her personality. Yeah, it was it was it was almost out of character. She well, she is like pretty caustic, like to like oil companies or whatever. Yeah, that's but true. just to just respond to this guy with it was such a simple like it's not like <laughs> I'm sure that something like that is tweeted all the time and and like most. Of the time, it's like it's not like the it's an original tweet. It's just something about the totally. combo of who he is, yeah. and who she is, yeah. and the fact that he decided to call her out for no reason, yeah, and the fact that she responded, and the response was like that simple, and yeah, I don't know, yeah, it, uh, yeah, the perfect storm. It was, it was perfect, yeah, almost too perfect. I think mm-hmm. it's a psyop. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then. That was kind of it until he posted a response video. Yeah, like 10 hours later. (laughs) And like in a not the right length of video. I think it was like two minutes or something. Yeah, really long. long. Way too long. Uh, He's in a robe, Mm -hmm. smoking a cigar, Mm -hmm. has I think a glass of whiskey or something like that. And he starts out like, hello, hustlers. Or I don't know what he says. But he's it was was honestly so... Lame and sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you actually, what you didn't realize was that you said it was your email address. <laughs> that was like, the, that, that was, was his it. big, like, yeah. revel- it took him like 10 hours to figure out that revelation. Yeah. I mean, like, it could have, he could have, it would, like, he could have not responded. Yeah. That would have been a superior. Totally. Yeah. Or yeah. at least, like, if you're going to, don't respond, respond unless unless you have something that doesn't better. make you look worse. Yeah, exactly. That you doesn't have to like win. actively make you look worse. You don't even have to win. You just can't like like <laughs> if he's at he was at if she's at a hundred and he's at five. Yeah. Like he wants to go up to like at least a seven. Totally, and not all the way down into the negatives. Yeah, true. And with he, his response, he went he went quite negative. Yeah, uh, so negative. In fact, he's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think he's out on like $250 million bail. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, in his video response, he, is that him or is that the FTX guy or both? Oh, maybe that number was the FTX guy, yeah. but I think maybe Andrew he's out on bail. Jail. That, maybe he's on bail. Two options, bail or jail. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like one letter, like a lot of time the clerk at yeah. the county storehouse or whatever they could just mess up they could just mess up like if that if they're like and this is not like a like and i know like that everybody has their place in society and like yeah. it is true that like it's not funny but like if they are mm-hmm. dyslexic oh 
Okay. They could put in a different letter. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and but and like and it's that's not funny though. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're in agreement there. Yeah. But you're like sort of giggling over there. I mean, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um no, but I yeah. So <laughs> whether bail or jail, um, he accidentally doxed himself in the video mm-hmm. by revealing that he was in fact in Romania fleeing mm-hmm. sex trafficking charges for his webcam ring that he started with girls that quote unquote he got to fall in love with him so they would do anything he wanted. And then once revealing his location via pizza box delivered to him in the video, Mm -hmm. him and his brother were arrested by Mm -hmm. the authorities. Um, And so I guess a moment of silence for um, 15-year-old racists on Twitch. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no. But yeah, for men. For men. In general. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's been really tough. It's, it's It's tough being at war. It's tough being a man. Yeah, in this in this climate. Yes. yes, yes. As yes. we move into this new year, I like my prayer was like, Lord, give me the strength to be a man after your after God's own heart, because like God knows the devil is trying to take everything away from me right now. You know what the devil's greatest trick was? Huh? Convincing the world that he doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, yes. And right now he's trying to convince the world that men don't exist. <laughs> Um, it's his new, it's his, uh, yeah, it's his plan, plan number two after the whole kind of resurrection, resurrection, put a kink in things. Yeah. It's like when David, it's like David Blaine, like doing his latest, you know, like yeah. on YouTube. Totally. You his know? latest and greatest on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It is like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Except it's, it's more on, it's like on life tube, you know? Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. not just, it's like, on. it's like, this is my actual life. Christ hub tube. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. And when you say like, it's hard to survive in this climate, uh-huh. all this talk of climate change, I'm like, please. Yeah. Like, can, can this can climate we? change yeah. so that men can freaking like exist anymore these days? Sheesh. Seriously. I don't even know how to talk to, I don't even know how to talk to a woman anymore. I know. Cause I can't. I can't. Uh, there's nothing I could say. I literally say one thing and slap her ass and I'm out on the streets. <laughs> You can't even talk to him anymore. <laughs> That's what they would say. Yeah. Just uh, listeners, just so you know, just, Graham you know, and I were not saying no, that we we're think not saying, that stuff. No, we don't think that stuff. Yeah, that we're was just saying that. That's what they would say. Yeah, that would be one. That was that's that would be one called an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you see that movie Knives Out too? Yes, the Glass Onion. There was a there was a funny little at the beginning. A funny little little masculine man. Yeah. In that movie, a little yeah, moment. Like a streamer. Yeah. A streamer. I, it was almost like based off of Andrew Tate almost. Yeah. It um, probably was. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause strong guy. Yeah. Um, I forget any like of the actual Me too, but jokes. I did but I did I did a little chuckle. Yeah. It was yeah. funny. It yeah. could, and it, and it's so true. Um I mean, who I guess that so on online and this is really okay. We're what half hour in now we're really getting to the meat of the pod <laughs> <laughs> um, what we wanted to talk about today was masculinity mm-hmm. particularly this the kind of current manifestation and phenomena of the sort of manosphere online with people like andrew tate 
people like, I don't know. Barack Obama. <laughs> yeah. People like Barack <laughs> Obama, Pete Buttigieg. Um, uh, Dan Rathers. Dan, Dan Rathers, Regis Philbin. <laughs> <laughs> sort of leading yeah. this charge of uh, toxic masculinity in media. Obama. Obama, Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg Dan Rathers. Rathers. And Philbin. <laughs> the four horsemen of toxic masculinity. <laughs> A, a more accurate picture we could not have painted, folks. You want to know what's wrong with society? society. <laughs> Look to these four men. <laughs> yeah. I think those are great examples. Um, but it does... So, okay. What's interesting to me, personally, subjectively, as a, as a one-off, mm-hmm. is like... As a man. Yeah, as a man, I should preface by saying everything I'm saying is from the perspective of oh, a man. Okay, at least at this point. No, that's like, good to know. Like, I think that's good. To, that's important to tell our audience. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. simply in, that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> like a little disclaimer. Like, just so you know, like we do have a couple dogs in this fight. Yeah, you know, two. Yeah, two of them. Two dogs in the fight, and um, <laughs> I. Personally, growing up in sort of the Christian realm, am no stranger to being a man, quote unquote, as like an emphasized thing. Mm -hmm. But even then, I don't really think this current manifestation to me is interesting because it is very sort of like conservative and fundamentalist and like uh, just sort of like. I think it paints itself as like trying to get back to like traditional masculinity, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But it is maybe more extreme and toxic than like even, you know, the conservative evangelical of Christianity or the conservative evangelical version of masculinity that I feel like I encountered in that realm. And this is like a secular version of that, mm-hmm. which I think is just interesting that it's like, weird incel reddit atheists that are super concerned with this sort of like conservative fantastical paradigm of a man Mm -hmm. it just seems to have like weirdly like religious undertones and kind of like mystical archetype vibes and stuff i don't know what are you what 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 have you you like interacted with that space much or no not much (laughs) did you did you grow up with uh modest is hottest the the, par- the idea the par- the idea paradigm of modest is hottest yeah um, beautiful beautiful um, truth yeah <laughs> I can't think of anything hotter uh, maybe maybe yeah so like I think part of why it's so crazy is because <clears throat> like maybe if some of these fundamental ideas were like under the surface of of how people behaved five hundred yeah. years ago or yeah. whatever like that was just in it also in a different context of like just sort of um, being, to- I mean, the world is still like male dominated, but there just wasn't like information or the idea as much sure. about uh, um, things like equality yeah. to the degree we have it. So I, I think like part of the craziness is just in the context of our like modern sure. world, yeah, like yeah. regressing so far back yeah feels like 
nutso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it almost seems like back then, in the olden days, in the in the olden times, yeah, uh, back when things were good, uh-huh. um, it I it almost is like they didn't even have to be as extreme with all this stuff because it was yeah, just I don't even so know if it was like, in the culture. Yeah, it was like an opinion. As you didn't much have as to articulate like, it. Oh, this is just the totally. way But now are. that it's something that's lost, yeah, it has yeah. to be articulated. We have really lost the plot, haven't we? <laughs> now, that, now that we live in a degenerate society uh-huh. with a bunch of like pussified men children, <laughs> uh, we have to articulate yeah. these truths so explicitly for people to be able to yeah. know and understand what we've lost. I think like I was never, I wasn't really too manly. Yeah, I never growing quite, up. Yeah, and yeah. so I never like identified that. Like I wasn't like a sportster. You weren't a so strong man. I wasn't a strong man. <laughs> I wasn't a strong man or a sportster or a sportsman. Yeah. Um. So I felt like, and I was, except for like not being like good in PE, mm. I was pretty. I felt like I was just okay with that. Yeah. yeah. So I don't totally get it or, <laughs> or identify. Yeah. I don't know. I'm curious why, like what, what are the, what are people, I mean, I have some ideas. I think we, I think like probably a lot of psychoanalytic ideas of like mm-hmm. what people are getting out of this. Sure. But what do you think? What do you, what are like, why, why is this why happening? Do do this? Yeah. Well, I've, let me just say, first of all, I really relate to what you just said. And let me ask you this. Would you consider your father as being like super traditionally masculine manly? No. Okay, me neither. Yeah. But I don't think of my dad as like not manly or anything like that. No, or as like weak or something. Yeah, totally. And so maybe part of it is just like, oh, well, we saw someone who was clearly a man not doing any of that stuff either. And so it wasn't like a weird threatening thing. Yeah, totally. And once you, I feel like it's harder a little younger, like middle school-ish age and like high school. But once there start being other like social avenues of like, once you realize like, oh, I can be like a music guy or yeah, oh, totally. I can be like this other kind of guy, yeah, then you're fine. Uh-huh. Um, but, but okay, so where does this come from? Psychoanalytically? Mm-hmm. Um, gosh. Well... I think that there's sort of like multiple, I guess, angles. And one of which maybe is the initial thing that I think is interesting, which is the idea that like masculinity is like gone or like there aren't real there aren't real men anymore or mm-hmm. this idea that something is like being lost or is fading away. Yeah, or that's something a big. Like that. That's like a big. With any like eat with. I don't know. I guess I especially think of like religions or whatever. Mm. But I guess it. I or maybe it's not even religious. Maybe it's like just a conservative, big conservative idea is that we're losing hold of like the thing that made us great or like we need to yeah. return to like this ideal the ideal was in the past yeah yeah true well and what's so what's interesting about this also is like even even like 
broader picture psychoanalytic vibe return, like a return to like seeing that original like male figure even Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and feeling like this symbolic sort of like father figure or like big other of masculinity Mm -hmm. that is like this non-divided thing is like Mm -hmm. going away. And so you feel a little bit like, this kid who's like lost their dad. You just want to go back to where you could like follow this example or something. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's a little bit of that just more broadly, I guess, because there is a truth to like, uh, gender norms, maybe even particularly around masculinity changing over the past few decades. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think that that's, I don't think they're wrong about that. Um, do you, um, I don't really, I don't really know. I mean, do you think that it is incorrect to think that like it's different to be a man today than it was to be a man in like 1960? I mean, I think it's, I don't know, like not like a man specifically. I don't know. Like it's different to be a person like no, like sure. I don't know, but I don't know if there's something. Well, yeah, like, but you're not socialized into life as a person. You are socialized as. Yeah, but I feel like it's different to be a woman today than it was. Like yeah. what's it? Like what's no, a manly? Definitely. Like you, nobody, you know, nobody works on cars. Nobody know, like my dad knew how to work on. That's what I mean. Cars. I'm saying, yeah, okay, but like going, also like I, you know, probably my mom sewed all of our clothes as kids. And I would hazard to guess a lot of people don't sew anymore. Like just with the advent of time. Well, that's because she was down on the prairie. Yeah. She was down on the prairie and, and home, home on the range. Yeah. 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 Um, but with the advent of time, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm really just spitballing here, but I, can you convince me that somehow, somehow masculinity is like unique in its, in, no, what no. has been lost over... My point isn't that it's unique. My yeah. point is simply that it has changed. Yeah. Not that it has particularly changed as opposed to what's ex- as yeah, expected Yeah, okay, but so, so, but then the weird thing is, like, it's the weird... The thing that is n- n- not really weird, but whatever, is, like, um, everything has changed. True. But... But... Uh, the guys want to keep it. Go back to yeah. No, that's what f- I'm saying. Yeah, that that yeah. No, no. I'm not. We're actually not disagreeing. You were. You asked me to explain why I think yeah. there's this movement happening, and yeah. I think it's because the obvious reality is that just reality changes. Yeah. In th- over the course of multiple decades, mm-hmm. but there. But they are particularly identifying and struggling with adapting to mm-hmm. the changes they perceive in masculinity. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they're focused on reclaiming something that they feel like is more tangible or more mm-hmm. true to them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I think what's interesting is that what you said is exactly right. Like guys don't, nobody knows how to work on cars anymore. People aren't sewing like, the the dad doesn't go to the factory and come back to the prepared meal from his wife. Like, you know, it, it is all different mm-hmm. societally and materially, 
But I don't think the expectations and sort of like incorrect like gendered norms and narratives and expectations have changed to accommodate the new Mm. reality. I think that's maybe where part of the like conflict arises. It's because the sort of common perception of what is manly Mm -hmm. is still kind of like 1950s vibes. Mm. But then guys are like, oh, well, I can't be manly because I don't work on cars or I'm not Mm -hmm. like super buff or I'm not, I don't want to join the military or Mm -hmm. whatever. But like I was saying about music, I think that there, I think that, well, okay, I'm kind of rambling on, but there's like, you can be a successful man if you're like really strong, but if you're not really strong, you can still be a successful man if you're rich. And what if like you have, what if you're like all of these, all of the above? If you're, if you're all the above, that's what we Because like, I'm just wondering for like some, like someone like me, like, am I? You're what we call the total package. (laughs) And I don't think anybody, feminists, male chauvinists, Mm -hmm. uh, Buddhists, shopaholics. (laughs) um, I don't think any of them would Uh -uh. even put Uh -uh. for the debate that. no. When the few total packages that exist should be in a place of dominance and running everything. Yes. Yes. So once again, Obama. Obama. <laughs> Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Rathers. Rathers and Regis Philbin. Philbin. Kelly era, not mm. Kathy Lee. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Um. Uh but so okay. Where was I going with that? I, I eventually was going to get to the I feel like you keep fo- getting distracted. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything was going to lead back to the four horsemen. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but what I was saying was, is that, like, there's all of these different ways you can be masculine this mm-hmm. day, these days successfully. Rich, sports, whatever, total package like you. But I think what's weird is that, like, it's either rich sports or both rich and sports, <laughs> which is what we call total pack. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> Those are the three. Well, it's two, and then there's the combo. Yeah, that's sort of the theoretical <laughs> structure of modern masculinity. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That's my last time interjecting. No, that's okay. <laughs> I think what I'm just getting at is, like, whether it's real or not there's a felt crisis of masculinity mm-hmm. that's making young men in particular feel disoriented and flock to people like Andrew Tate mm-hmm. in a panic. Mm-hmm. And so like there's not nothing going on. Like I don't think that I personally don't think it's as simple as well young boys inherently and obviously think being strong and misogynistic towards women is good and fun and best. So they just automatically Mm -hmm. will think that I don't think that's true. I think that there's some sort of, again, whether the actual reality of it is legitimate or not, something that particularly is particularly affecting males and making them like ravagely angry against feminism, likely Mm -hmm. racist, following misogynistic people falling for scams all the time, like cryptocurrency and Mm -hmm. um, being super deep online 
and then eventually becoming mass shooters. Like mm-hmm. that seems to be the pipeline. Yeah. And so I guess, yeah, I don't know. What do you, do you have any psychoanalytic or any thoughts about that? Just like, again, whether or not. I mean, <clears throat> I don't like, I, I mean, obviously experts international, like we are experts on this stuff. And like, we are some of the premier sources of like the, the knowledge base. Yeah. Like Wikipedia stuff is like normally comes from our pod. Yeah. But that said, there might, there probably are some people who have, who maybe whether they study child development or, or uh, one of the more obscure, one of the the more obscure, obscure Mm. science, they might have something to add. But for me, I guess all I would think about is, is I would, in my like simplistic view, I would just, I would say like any, all of the sort of like right wing things like racism, patriotism, masculinity. Okay. A lot of this stuff, which we've already talked about is this like conservative, um, thought that you can return to a world where things were not broken or like where things were right. And, and, uh, um, you know, especially for men where you were in like an unambiguous position of power Mm. basically even. Yeah. Um, but I, but I, it's all of these things and this is probably like simplistic and potentially wrong, but all of these things feel like this, like this, it's all an attempt to solve like, why does, why do I feel empty? Un- empty? <laughs> like, why is life chaotic? Like, yeah. what's like, there's a problem and, but I can't, I'm trying to put my finger on it. And I found this guy who's talking about how we're just not men anymore. Yeah. And like, maybe if we were men, then we would start standing up for, for the grandmas. And maybe we would start, you know, we would start slapping the asses. Mm-hmm. Um, um that's sort of where it slots in to place on my mind. Yeah. I think like, you know, and the reality is that like we, the, the history of the world is sort of like patriarchy and mm. like race class divide. Like if you're a, if you're a white man, you've, you've, <laughs> Just <laughs> you've like fallen in uh, a couple notches. Yeah. In your like dominance, your terrible dominance over other people on right. the planet. Well, yeah. Non, non-rich white men have. Yeah. Like in society. Uh-huh. But the majority of, I think, actual like power and resource and influence still probably lies in... Mm-hmm. majority white multimillionaire males. Yeah. Which is an interesting dynamic as well that they're sort of uh, immune to the cultural twos and fro's that afflict us peasants. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess part of it is like, it's, it's, that's not anything against what you said. I can't like, you know, I don't think that people know that they can't be rich, but 
maybe in the back of their mind, there's like, okay, I can't be, I can't be like, I can't have actual power, but yeah. I still want the feeling of being a powerful man. Yeah, or totally. I still want the totally. feeling of being white. Yeah, or definitely. like whatever it is for sure. Uh, yeah, I think that that's definitely true. But it's also, I mean, you know, I think we, uh, we often talk about enjoyment too, mm-hmm. and and how enjoyable because like i think that <laughs> like what's the unspoken and spoken i guess but i don't know maybe the, initially it's unspoken because like it's not just about being a man you you have like enemies in like sure. women um women i'm also Cucks. assuming yeah <laughs> like any lgbt yep anything like totally you're you have all of these like you have all of these sources for what's wrong and why in society and like why men aren't how they used to be and what's and these like obstacles that are preventing us as men from reaching our true potential. So you have this, you know, compelling thing, I guess, to like fight against right. that is that does have more publicity, social awareness now yeah. than it ever has. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um yeah. And so you're saying that sort of It just feels good. It's like really it feels good to have an enemy and it also yeah. provides a lot of clarity. Yeah, definitely. And it does provide you I think a lot of time again painting with broad strokes here. A lot of the not the spokespeople for this masculinity movement, but the sort of like followers and online posters and adherents to it don't even really prominently fit traditional masculine stereotypes and measures of success themselves, Mm. which is also strange. And so I think this is probably a way for them to, like you said, feel some level of dominance Mm -hmm. when they don't have access to like, or even physical, physical benefits or like cultural money benefits and they can't get laid. So yeah, you know, and like it, it's, it's like a community too. Probably, yeah, it's right? an identity. It's like an identity for sure. Yeah. yeah, which is also again part of that enjoyment. Once you are sort of identified as and solidified within like a identity in a community, like as an incel, then part of part of you unconsciously is now invested in maintaining that Id- identity, mm-hmm. and so once you sleep with a woman or successfully make some sort of change to be successful with socially, Mm -hmm. then you lose that status as an incel and you lose your enemies and you lose your Mm -hmm. identity and sort of source of enjoyment too. That's why you can't say that like things are not going according to God's plan. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think I, uh, think the Lord has a tough lesson to teach me from this cancer. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> God. Yeah, totally. I don't know. Yeah. You can't really, you, and honestly, like uh, for us too, like, I think we're like, everything makes sense to us in like a psychoanalytic lens. Totally. Right. Like you just, you, you, I mean, you don't, you like, isn't that, that's what like, you, have, you to have to have some kind of, ideology some kind of like structure for like 
Totally. How things are happening. Yeah, totally. But there are better and worse ones. And mm-hmm. I do think it's and I do think it's helpful when built in your ideology is a somewhat self aware uh hesitancy around like ideological mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um but I agree with you. Um I think also because this is a, I agree with, I feel like I keep coming back to this. I agree with you that, like, in reality, masculinity hasn't uniquely changed. Everything has changed. Mm-hmm. But the, the manifestations that we're talking about are uniquely masculine. It is a unique what phenomenon man- to what men. Manifestations? Like, incels and mm. like these violent online subcultures. Mm. Yeah. And so there is something unique and specific about it. Yeah. And so do you think it's just like the men had the most to lose? So like they're the angriest and feeling the brunt of it? Or do you feel like there's something more? Well, like with their testosterone and stuff? Yeah. Do you think their T levels are just hitting <laughs> rock bottom? <laughs> no, I think they're peaking. They're freaking hard AF on T. <laughs> Um, by the way, I've referenced multiple times in past episodes. I am pro kettlebells <laughs> <laughs> and you, I don't know how many times I have to say it. We get all these letters like, Oh, I think he's gone anti kettlebells. Yeah. Yep. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm PKB slippery slope. Oh, what whole episode didn't really mention except for that for one or two times, like listen, there was no third mention of the kettlebells. Listen, the real followers know that I've never ever strayed from my allegiance to kettlebells. Um, well, okay, I've so, still been okay. You know, you gotta go, go, go. So, I know. First, I don't know, but here's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> here's, here's here's what I'm gonna say. Um, the people like entertainers yeah whether that be tucker carlson andrew tate um you sort of you sort of like you either have an idea of what's gonna work or you just start off like you're just like i'm a newscaster i'm a wrestler i have a little audience yeah and i'm just gonna like start saying shit yeah and then you start saying things and like people latch on to something yeah that you're saying and if you're like a smart business person or if you're just like feeling yourself or whatever, you'll, I think, like naturally go in that direction. And I think, I don't know, you're like, you're sort of like gender is such a big part mm-hmm. of your identity, yeah. of like how you think of yourself that, so maybe it's like you're, that's a big part of your identity. So you're like one of the, I don't know. It seems like probably one of the main things that you think about yourself is like, I'm a man. Mm-hmm. Whether, not even in like a masculine way, but whatever. But it's like something maybe you, you might like say yourself every morning in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a man. Um, and maybe you ask like your partner to like say it to you too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Just tell me I'm a man. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. If someone wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like something like... Some like a lot of our good, like our good celebrity friends who like do podcasts. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so cool to like read all their letters of like that everybody sends in that like 
you're such a man, like signed your lover 49 or whatever. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. and it's cool. Like we, it would be so cool. Like, obviously we get a lot of correspondence, but like if like a couple more people. Yeah. Set, like sent those in, like your lover 49, <laughs> we appreciate all your letters, yeah. but if any more people wanted to write in <laughs> uh, and tell us, cool. yeah. Shout out though to your lover 49. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's part of, I think like the, I think the, the, the entertainment aspect. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's a, it's a product. It's an industry. And then there's also the like movement for LGBT rights, Mm. which I think is another big sort of catalyst of like, okay, maybe people who don't neatly conform to like these binary gender roles or whatever, or like any, all of, I think like, I think maybe for people it's like, it feels chaotic that things can just change, Mm. which is like the reality of our world and our life. But I think it's like hard to accept how, how little control we have. Right. In general. And so maybe there's like this like grasp to have control over something. Yeah. Like I can't really control the climate. I can't control like what happens in politics because my vote is meaningless. Yeah. I can't control like my job and whether or not I get fired. Yeah. But I maybe I can control this thing. I don't know. Seems like a lot of a lot of factors yeah totally yeah and it is interesting that with something like gender and i guess i guess sorry i'm just gonna i guess the the unique thing maybe for our age is like the amplification of like if you were andrew tate in like the 60s yeah like Maybe you could go on a talk show once. Sure. But how's anybody else going to hear your opinions? Yeah. And how are you going to get feedback on what opinions are working for your audience? Yeah. And then continue to like lean in to what you're saying. Like if you, if you're, I mean, anybody who is like, who says something that people like, you can turn into like a person with a lot of influence, which has just not been true for human history. Yeah, at all. Totally. So I think, and I, yeah, so these like really terrible, weird ideas, I think like even if they existed and I'm sure they did, like I don't think they could have gained the traction. So you think that the content produces the symptom rather than vice versa? I think, well, maybe it's like a, maybe it's like a, Symbiotic, yeah, or it's like a what's the uh, I can't think of the phrase the a loop where it's a re- self reinforcing feedback loop, feedback loop. It's yeah. a feedback loop, yeah, where like the two things like keep like yeah, reinforcing for sure. each for other, sure. yeah, in Definitely. a way that wasn't possible before, yeah, that's yeah, probably. I mean, it definitely doesn't help, uh, social media and stuff, and yeah. the anonymity of it too, mm-hmm. um. I think that regarding gender, it's an interesting thing also with like masculinity being something that so many people are like, oh, I can't embrace like 
being masculine. Like I can't like be proud to be a man Mm -hmm. at the same time that gender identity and how you identify sexuality and gender wise is such a like strong thing that's happening culturally in the Mm -hmm. LGBT community. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there's probably a lot of resentment there, Mm. but psychoanalytically I think the resentment is because like you said, the change in the fluidity of gender in popular discourse, even if it's not, maybe I wouldn't agree like the incels think that it's a direct threat to true masculinity or whatever. I think rather it exposes the like inconsistency and not at oneness of like being a man in and of itself Mm -hmm. to them that like their own identity as a man is not this like, I wonder if there's something like, okay. So you think about religion and how everything made so much sense when you were a Christian, because it was all like, there just wasn't that much like noise. It was like, yeah, the the people believe their little things, but like, I know what's going on. Sure. Like this, my life has a very clear structure. I have like a path. Yeah. And there was no anxiety about infinite possibility. Yeah. So I wonder if that's like a good way to think about just living in the world now as a whole. Yeah. Because you can take that, that, like the that sense of like assurance that you had from your religion, I wonder if more of that existed in all areas of life hmm. back in the olden times when there wasn't as much like yeah that's scientific knowledge, internet new ideas like ex- being exposed to other people cultures sure. like everybody's like repressed like both like within themselves but also like. You know, anybody you don't want to think about, like, doesn't actually have a voice totally. to say anything. And now that they, like, do. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's, like, if that's just, like, freaking everybody out. Well, that might be true. And the... But contra- the thing is... Th- okay, so, okay, I just would say... Yeah. The thing is, is that the all of the, like, all of the, the divide and, like, the emptiness and the lack was always existed. Yeah. All, you know all the time, but it was just like not visible. Yeah. And now it's very visible, but everybody's trying to like, no, let's go back to when yeah. it wasn't there, but it was there. just wasn't visible. Totally. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. Like, like masculinity was never some sort of objective solidified force in reality. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't as so easily, because Shown men as a fraud were and art like awful. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, which also that can't be inherently rooted in their sex or gender because then that reaffirms that there's a unique reality about yeah. manhood that is bad by like that is pre predisposed to badness, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But what you were saying about religion and it used to be stronger and everything used to be stronger. I feel like there's definitely an element of that, but I also feel like the like exact opposite contradictory truth is true too, which is as society's participation in religion has declined, 
there's been a vacuum of certainty. Oh, and yeah. so where we used to find that grounding 100%. in our religious beliefs has now been displaced into things like yeah. identity, yeah. politics, no, stuff I, like 100%, that. No, 100%. But I think, I guess all I would say to add on to that is like, it wasn't just religion that was so cohesive. Sure. Yeah. It was like, it was your identity as a man. Yeah. It totally, was like totally. your job, your, your like love for your nation, like whatever, all of these things that yeah. like, you know, a lot of people like anybody who, who wasn't, you know, being repressed by the system or whatever, we're on yeah. the same page about. So I guess maybe, okay. So what about this? Maybe, maybe men have always had, have always had security mm. about the uh, white men have always had security about like the way the world works. Sure. Because they've always been the people who get to create the narrative and have of always how the world works. Yeah, yeah. And have never had to listen to anybody else. Yeah. So maybe, maybe us white men have a strong history of like being very secure mm. in the way things are supposed to be. And so that's why we're all freaking out. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Which is again, f- interesting to me. This is sort of maybe a more serious version of, me never really identifying as a sports guy mm-hmm. and Would not you really caring about that. No. Hmm. And I wouldn't have before either. So to me, I'm just like, I was, even as a white man that comes with certain privileges and stuff, I was never thinking that I had the potential to like rule society, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that's just not going to happen. And so what's weird is that uh, hell, I'm just going to say it. Not all white men. Just <laughs> There's no way for me to say that without invoking that, the sentiment of that phrase. Uh-huh. But the material reality is true mm-hmm. that even though there are clear privileges societally that have existed in the past, not all the white guys who are alive are are making the political decisions or do mm-hmm. have the wealth and the power or you know what I mean? And so I feel like it's like, it's similar to the, it's, well, it's exactly what you mentioned earlier. The reason masculinity as a identity is so important is because it's something it's, it's a idea associated with dominance that the men who aren't actually in any sort of sense, but even privileged if, but even society. if we don't have the, but even if we don't have the, even if we don't think we have the desire for dominance, we still have a position of dominance. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I suppose on a sliding scale of where you're positioned in society, but, but just based, like, if you just ba- if you like, if you're, <clears throat> if you're two, if the only two things you can judge your dominance level by are gender and race are they the only two things no okay. but but just like sticking in that zone sure because like a lot of what we're talking about is like specifically white men so we're sure. talking about like a like a race and a okay gender. do you have more dominance than oprah i'm just but that's but we're but i'm talking about like i'm talking about the in the spectrum of well Okay, I guess I was trying to exclude like class. Okay. And like, you know, wealth. Okay. Not very intersectional. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, but, by, but my whole point was but, but, including class. Yeah, but my whole point is like, if, <laughs> if I'm in like, 
if I'm in like, like if you're just, if you're in a work environment with coworkers yeah. and you're the white guy. Yeah. And yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. So like, regardless of whether or not I'm trying to dominate, I'm in those two respects. Sure. But I'm irrespective of other things. I'm like in a dominant position. Totally. My point is that that dominance is only is retroactively applied because of this overarching ideology of masculinity that you don't even actually really fit into. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And so the reality of I'm a dominant masculine male is fake, is, is a, is a fantasy, but it's required so that we don't recognize that it is a fraud because Mm -hmm. once we lose that sort of idea that we have some sort of, you know, higher position within society and recognize we don't, we're getting screwed over just like everyone else. We have a lot more in common with people than not. Mm -hmm. Then that loses this sort of divide. It's like what you were saying earlier of like, well, at least I'm a man or like, well, at least I'm not black. If you lose, well, at least I'm a man. And then you lose rate. Like once you start losing these identities that you've considered Mm -hmm. so strong and stable, Mm -hmm. and then that's when you can like, sort of maybe encounter a universality that can be more liberating. But we're still not getting screwed over as bad as other people. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And there are still situations where like a, like a rich, you know, a rich black man getting pulled over by a cop versus me. Yeah. Like I probably come out ahead. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. That's why I don't, think that um like i think that that is a objective like reality to encounter but i also think that that like endless exampleizing is why identity politics can't be really the main strategy of the left to mm-hmm. like rile a bunch of people up cuz you're going to need working class people that don't think that they have any advantage over these other people. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I think that that's true. And I think that that's important to factor in all of what I think we're getting at is, uh, encountering the like inherent emptiness to masculinity as a masculine subject is mm-hmm. a trauma people are trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Well, yeah, people are trying to avoid. Maybe I'm just going to restate what you're saying, but people are trying to avoid. It's good for the listeners. A yeah, this is this is for you, not for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in this moment trying to wrap my brain around this. People are trying to avoid a trauma. Yes, about like themselves in their most basic self and also like about the world and their method for avoiding is to retreat into an ideal. Yes. A false ideal, but like an ideal of masculinity. Like, yeah, if we can, if I can get back to this place where everything was whole and made sense and men are just, Guys are just being guys, you yeah, know, boys like us will be boys. boys are just like, we're just wrestling around with each other on the ground and yeah. we're picking each other up and 
throwing each other down and you know it's our sweaty our sweaty pecs <laughs> bouncing <laughs> against each other you know then throwing dirt in your ass <laughs> you're putting worms in my hair <laughs> you know then we'll get back to like what it, what it really used yeah, to be what it used to be <laughs> everything made sense yeah yeah i think that's i think that's that's a big big part of it and i think like i mean yeah i mean the masculine like if you're if if everything is fucked up and people are like what's wrong and nobody can figure out what's wrong and you have a message that says like that appeals to 50% of the population yeah you know totally then i could see why it could take off <laughs> <laughs> maybe i don't know Pivot for Experts International. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been trying to, you've been harping on and on about your kettlebells. <laughs> We're already there. All we need is a kettlebell sponsor. Yeah. No, I think that that's true. Uh, and maybe as a closing thought, I'll invoke Lacan, who has a famous phrase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> famous. Um, <laughs> The say, two say, po- say the two with, podcasts we listen to um, is <laughs> famous in that everyone. world. Um, the woman doesn't exist. Are you aware of this idea? Mm-hmm. Uh, and like the idea that there is a distinction psychically, like psychoanalytically, in like a masculine and a feminine like structure, I guess. And that what he what he means by the woman doesn't exist is that for men or within masculinity there is like the ideal of like the true man like this like you said this false like symbolic ideal of what masculinity really is mm-hmm. and it's like clear and and definable mm-hmm. um you know encompassed in phrases like be a man man up like that's mm-hmm. in reference to something mm-hmm. um where and he says what's it's that's unique to masculinity having that sort of single ideal that could apply to all men that all men feel some sort of psychical pressure to either abide by or you like reject it or whatever mm-hmm. um but there's no necessary equivalent for women they've always been exposed and existed be, been forced to exist as contradictory beings with like the mother versus the sex object, Mm -hmm. for example. And that there's no equivalent of just like be a woman or like woman up. Like that's Mm -hmm. not a phrase. Mm -hmm. Women are kind of, uh, seen as divided and there's different expressions and stuff like that. And so that maybe that could be a reason as well. Like the, not simply just masculinity in itself, but, just even the loss of some uh, dream of completeness, I guess, yeah, that women have always felt societally because it's been imposed on them mm-hmm. psychically. Mm-hmm. Um, any takeaways, any way to make this better, any promises or notes to give to our listeners i have four takeaways three promises two notes 
and one command. Okay. <laughs> Let's list them out. I call, I call it the four three two one system. Cool. The Dowdy, the Graham Dowdy's four three two one patent pending system. Colon the system that works. Uh huh. Okay. And this is a system that I've been developing pretty much from birth. When I was two years old, my mother gave me six, ten, my mother gave me ten <laughs> blocks. Ten blocks. Four were blue, three were red, two were yellow, and one was green. And wouldn't you know it, I separated those blocks by color the very first day I got them. I put four in a stack, I put three in a stack, I stacked two, and then, of course, one left. I couldn't stack that on goddamn well near anything, so I just set that on the floor. And since that day, I've been developing this system, and I'll be damned if I <clears throat> if I let someone beat me to 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 making the, to turning this into what I know it can be, the Graham Dowdy's patent pending four three two one system for living for men in a the digital age and in a divided world. <laughs> and what came after colon. Colin, the system that works. <laughs> so on our site, we're going to be having, uh, <laughs> we're going to um, have our tickets for our retreat. It's called Unleash Yourself and Come. Uh, and it's a three-day all-male retreat um, where we're kind of, really leaning into some of these traditional thoughts and uh, beliefs and practices and positions with each other. Um, and so, yeah, you'll see those for sale on our, on our site. 